This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need is time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to My Curl Speak with Key listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash MyCurlSpeak. That's BetterHelp.com slash MyCurlSpeak. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Your thoughts are filled with positivity and your life is plentiful with prosperity. You are resilient and can get through anything. You are a positive person and attract positive people. I embrace new love and release old patterns. I am no longer needy or codependent. I am comfortable alone. I fulfill my own needs so that I can properly love. I am safe. I am whole and complete. I am healthy. I am abundant. I am happy. I am protected. I am guided. I am loved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Curl Speak with Key. Of course, I'm Key and happy Wednesday. So I promised y'all that I was going to bring Isaiah back and he's back. So what is what? This is the third time? Uh, third or second, maybe I don't know. I think it's the third time, or it yeah. might be the second time that y'all heard because we recorded another time, but we're not talking about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> please help me! <laughs> please help me! <laughs> please help me welcome Isaiah Frizzell from the Bird Brain Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> The people are waiting outside. Okay. Yes. They outside. We outside. All right. So I usually do icebreakers in the beginning. I don't mm-hmm. really have to do an icebreaker right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, West Coast or East Coast rap? You did this one for me last time. No, I didn't. I said Tupac or Biggie. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much the same thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You remember that? Uh, West Coast or East Coast rap? East Coast. I'm an East Coast boy. It's it's a different vibe. It's a uh, it's just a different it's a different vibe. Uh, it's not hard to explain, but I think it's just a different East Coast vibe. East Coast rap. I don't know. The swag is different. East Coast. I, I would have picked. Now I'm from the East Coast, and I live in the mm-hmm. East Coast, but mm-hmm. I would have picked. West Coast, because they make me want to put on dicky suits. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
like all I think about, like, and then they their music is so like calm. Now they probably do be high, and that's yeah. why I like that because it's legal over there. Right. I wasn't gonna. I wouldn't say calm. It's like a different. Yeah. Like, West Coast. West Coast is like a. It's like a. It's kind of like a groove to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where East Coast is kind of um. It's like it's it's the beat. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it just kind of it hits a little bit different. Um, but yeah, West Coast is like usually just kind of some groove. It's it's hard to explain, but I'm thinking it like I hear it in my head, and it's like you see you know, somebody like crib walking, ain't it? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Uh huh. Exactly mm-hmm. what I see in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I feel like Snoop Dogg is the smoothest rapper to ever live. That boy is butter. Yeah. So. Yeah. But okay, I gotta ask you another question. Okay. I'm trying to not ask you the questions I asked you before. I don't remember them, so I remember them. Okay. <laughs> based off of your personality. Okay, so oh. you could pick any song uh-huh. to be your theme song. What would it be? Oh, that's hard because I don't um I listen to I just have to make my own song. <laughs> See, my song has been the same song for like a long time, at least eight years. My song is Castles by Joe Budden, but I'm trying to find a new song okay. because Joe Budden is really getting on my nerves. And being a Joe Budden fan is a stream, it's extremely difficult. He a it's, Jersey boy. It's sort of like I feel like being a Joe Budden fan is equivalent to being a Trump supporter. Let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. Okay. Because okay. he does things that you just know he should not do, and it embarrasses you because uh-huh. everybody know you a fan and everybody know you a supporter. Because every time he do something and he be trending on Twitter, what's wrong yeah. with your boy? What's going on? Like <laughs> that's how they be saying it. Yeah, my, my phone be flooded. I start getting tagged and stuff on Facebook. All wow, it's oh, it's just it's a hard life to live. I see. I mean, I don't see. The funny thing is, for me, I don't. There's nobody I claim with that much. I guess uh, I don't know. If veracity is the right word, but there's nobody really out there that I like claim I go that hard for at all. My at other all. person I go that hard for, he's not in the he's not an embarrassment to me. Who is that? J. Cole. J. Cole's a vibe. He's cool. J. Cole is married. He's a father. Yeah. His, his business not in the street. Right. He's intelligent. He makes me proud. But he Joe makes you proud. I got to let Joe go. You know, I mean, my song, my song changes. I'm changing it. It's Love Yours by J. Cole. Now I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> you know what song, you know what song for, for me was a <laughs> a song that was like on repeat for me for years. Um, it's like a, a house club song. It's called Better Off Alone. Hmm. Do you think you're better off alone? You never heard it? No, but that sounds really uh, familiar. Yeah, it's it's like well over. It has to be at least 20 years old. 
It sounds like it got an 80s vibe to it. It kind of does, actually. Yes. So, if you was able, if you were, I know how to talk. Come on if now. If you were able to go back to your childhood, mm-hmm. would you, and you could only choose one, mm-hmm. Disney or Nickelodeon? Oh, Nickelodeon. I was never really a Disney kid. I was too busy watching horror movies and stuff and Tales from the Crypt. I grew up on Nickelodeon more than Disney. See, I never can answer that because I always thought Nickelodeon before 7 p.m. and Disney at the 8. Because Disney Disney had the movies at night. Okay, okay. Nickelodeon had the best cartoons. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a big Disney head at all. Like, I would watch it sometimes, but Disney... Like there are movies, classics that I've never watched. And I'm like, people, it's funny. There's an interesting uh, personality, like people that love like Disneyland or big Disney people. And I'm like, what is the appeal to it? I and it's not gender specific. You, you said, yeah, I, I could see that for you because like you're big on romance and stuff like that. And it's, Yeah. My dream job is to be a Disney character. Princess. Yeah. (laughs) See what I mean? I would love to be just a cartoon voice. I feel like I have it. You definitely do. Mm -hmm. I can see you on like the Proud Family or whatever. Yes. And I wouldn't be Lucienica either. I would be Mm -hmm. Pink. Sure. <laughs> Whoever that is, I love that for you. Wait, you didn't want, you just was calling something out. You knew that was a black cartoon. Yeah, I know a proud family. Like I watched it, but I didn't watch it religiously to like know the characters by heart. Penny La is Sienica. the main girl, right? Yeah, La Sienica, the one with the big feet. Is she the one with the blonde hair? No, that's Dijonay. Wait, See? was her name Dijonay? I think her yes, name was it was. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Well, I feel like we done broke the ice. Yeah, there we was did. No ice. I just felt like talking, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's sure. always a pleasure to have you on the show. I like being here. So we I called you here today to talk about platonic and romantic friendships and to ask you sure. how do you categorize them? Um uh, how do I categorize them? So for me, I have people that I know. Mm -hmm. I have friends. And my romantic partnership is my romantic partnership. So like for me personally, the way Isaiah moves about life is like I don't make room for so many people that the labels get crossed. Like, okay. yeah, the people in my life are very significant, right? And they know that they're significant. Like, I don't leave much ambiguity in terms of whether or not we're friends or um, or acquaintances or whatever the case may be. Like, I don't – friend is a word that I kind of use sparingly, too. Like, when I refer to people a lot of times, I'll be like, oh, yeah, this person that I know. Or I'll be like, oh, yeah, my homie or this person from work. Or, like, I give, I give the, um, the proper label. And I mm-hmm. say friend for, yeah, my friend. Um, and that's just what it is. I, I think I've always kind of been like that. And as I've gotten older, I've been like even more, you know, 
very, very, uh, sort I'm looking for this, a very, um, it's a very small space, very selective. Yeah. It's very selective. Uh, it just makes it easier. It makes it easier. And you know, the reason why they say true friendship is hard to find, it's funny as true friendship is hard to find, but it's very easy to sustain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the truth of it is a lot of people don't know how to be friends because just like not everybody is good in a partnership. They're just attached to each other. Friendship is a relationship. And if we Mm -hmm. understand it in that capacity, we understand why there are so many, you know, um, inconsistencies or discrepancies within the concept of friendship and why there's all these semantics played when it comes to friendship, because people don't want, people don't know how to be friends and people don't like being labeled as a bad one. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Oh, we don't need to talk all the time. You don't need to be under my skin. I like the friends that I could go eight months with out talking to. And then we pick back up where we left off. And I'm like, that's just somebody, you know, right. 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 (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, that's somebody, you know, the reason why I say that is because, um, and I was talking about this on my TikTok earlier. I was like, the if we don't accept friendship as a relationship, then people don't feel bad about being negligent in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? It's mm-hmm. like if you go an amount of time without speaking to your significant other, you guys are breaking up. The reason why is because it's like, wait, what the hell? You know, right? Mm-hmm. You seem like you don't care. So basically, we're not together. I'm gonna go find somebody else who knows how to be present or wants to be present. Friendship is no different. I think there's just like, you know, we try to associate friendship with like these buffers or these insignificant people in our lives until we need a friend to rely on. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the long answer to your, to your question. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very particular about friendship. Very particular. Cause I take it serious. I take friendship very personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't play. See me, I'm an only child. So mm-hmm. with me being an only child, like my friends mean everything to me. Yeah. Like it's like I my friends mean everything to me. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And I, I tell people all the time when they be like, okay. If your man sent you a picture of a hotel room he decorated and he told you to come over, would you leave your girl's night? Absolutely not. No. Because, okay, for me, that's a red flag. Because more than likely, with the type of communication that I have. You knew where I was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just you not caring about what I got going on and trying to have me to yourself. And that's extremely selfish. Yep. Yep. And also anybody that would leave and go home, that's a red flag. Yes, ma'am. I feel like the most dangerous for me, I can only speak for like women. I don't have a lot of male friends. Yeah. But like the women, I boy crazy girls, I can't deal with. There are guys like that too. I mean, as a guy, I can tell you I have guy friendships. It's it's a people thing. It's not a gender, it's not a gender thing as much as people like to make it that where it's like, oh yeah, girls are the only ones that do it. And that's why guys have better friendships. Truth be told, there's a couple of things that we need to kind of unpack and understand. First of all, guys do the same thing, right? And if we look at how society 
depicts guys as being very hypersexual, of course, they're going to seek out something where they benefit from the relationship, right? right? Also, guys are not as emotionally mature as women are, which is why later in life, statistically, the suicide rate for guys are higher. Why? Because they don't have close friendships. Right. Right. So a lot of times the male friendships, they exist to a certain depth, like they don't go that deep. So even if somebody feels like they got rejected or played out by their boy, they'll probably never bring it up because it's like, oh, I don't want to appear soft or, you know, you have all these things going through your head or where you can't be seen as sensitive because it's a problem to say, hey, you know, that was kind of foul that you just dipped out and we mm-hmm. were supposed to be boys. We supposed to be tight. Um, I don't play that <laughs> for me. Right. It's like, and I've had the conversations in previous relationships and I've said, look, my friends, they're like family to me and they were mm-hmm. here before you. They're here during the likelihood is they're going to be here after you. I see my friendships and I see my romantic partnership kind of on the same level because yeah. there's intimacy there, right? The only difference is, is, you know, the sexual ca- uh, component right. of um, a romantic partnership. But if people are like, oh yeah, but what about getting a house together and having kids? You can, friends can raise kids. That's what godparents are usually, right? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can get a house together. You can live together. That's what roommates typically are as, as right. well, right? The only difference again is it's just somebody that you're having sex with, but intimacy is still into me. See, right. People and going even further, going to a new level. A lot of the relationships out here nowadays are simply just attachments. You know, people are not that deep in love with their other person. It's just like this person keeps me distracted from myself or Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a trauma bond to this person that I have. Um, you know, there's there's so many different aspects that people don't want to talk about in terms of the relationships that they do have. And the reason I know this is because how defiant and defensive people get when you talk about friendship. Right. Oh, well, I got I'm in a relationship. I don't need you under my skin. I got bills to pay. We're all adults. We're all this. A lot of y'all preaching about being an adult, but a lot of y'all don't even have the maturity for an adult relationship. Y'all just got older and you have bills to pay. Doesn't make you an adult. Right? I'm looking for the tweet that I sent you. I got it. That's what uh, I was looking for. Where someone tweeted and they were like, I'm sorry. Okay. The person that tweeted this, uh-huh. I'm going to do the tweet and then I'm going to do the response. I'm sorry. Sure. But it will always bother me when friends prioritize new romantic relationships over their friendships. Correct. If you can be thoughtful and give gifts to new men, why mm-hmm. not be the same way with your real friends? So somebody retweeted it and they quoted it and said it's apples and oranges. So then her response was under it. At my big age, I can't remember being upset with my friends for prioritizing a relationship. We should be doing this, especially if we're serious about building with that person. hmm. And then later on, I think I didn't send you the rest of that thread. She talks about how someone saying that it screamed jealousy. Yeah. Okay. I don't get where she got jealousy from. Well, keep going. Because when it's my friend's birthday. Yeah. My friend, my platonic friend. 
Yeah. I do all I can to make sure that they feel special. Right. I will go to the ends of the world and back for a platonic friend. And I will yeah. do that same thing for my romantic partner. Yep. Their day is their day. Yep. I give gifts. I give money. I give affirmations. I treat every relationship in my life that I value as valuable. Yes, ma'am. And yeah, I do feel, yeah, your relationship and your friendships are different, but I just don't understand. I don't understand how one could be above the other. Maybe if I had like hella friends, but right, like you said friends are family. So it's like, yes. I love my mom. Yeah. I love my mom. I love my boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you juggle that? Well, again, it comes down to, and I, I personally think he, what I'm, what I'm starting to understand is everybody has a different value system. And, um, I, I kind of had this conversation with a buddy of mine recently where I was just like, look, you know, cause they, they kind of hit me up out of the blue and they made it seem like it's been forever and a year since they last heard from me. I was like, I messaged you weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, I had my my phone on mute or I did this or whatever. And I'm like, and that's what I messaged you about, because this always seems to be a point of contention. Mm-hmm. I reach out to you. I don't know when I'm going to hear back from you. And then so much time passes or you forget to respond that now you're making it seem like I've just been distant and flippant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were kind of listing off their to do's and everything that they have going on in their lives. Why, why they're so busy to keep sustain the bond that they have with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that they said they have going on is their romantic partnership, mm-hmm. which is pretty new of a relationship. And we've been friends for a long time. And I'm like, look, at the end of the day, I have no demands. I have no demands, but I'm letting you know, you just told me everything that was important to you. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. Right. So what that means moving forward for me is I'm not going to prioritize this relationship because what you're failing to realize is you're not the only one that's busy. Mm-hmm. Right? I have things going on. You're one of those things for me. Right. right. And it's easy. It's a no brainer because that's what I want to make time for, which is what I'm trying to drive home. And I also said, I said, I think we just value things differently. We have a different value system and that's fine. As long as your expectation is to, as long as your expectation is not for me to keep showing up to your half-ass effort. Right. right? Mm -hmm. As long as we're both clear that neither one of us are going to be present in this bond moving forward to the capacity that it deserves, maybe we're good. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm cool. You, you told me what's important to you and you told me what you're busy with. I respect that. I'm going to get back to what I was doing mm-hmm. and that's fine. Right. It doesn't need to be this thing. And I think that's a, the issue that I find with a lot of people is like, when you call them out for them, not prioritizing and you decide to deprioritize them. Right. Now it's a problem. So what that tells me is that your expectation was for you to be about your life and do whatever, but you deal with me when you're ready, not when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Consistency versus frequency. Right. Right relationships exist on consistency. 
right? Because somebody could be in my face all day for a week because they're going through a breakup. And then as soon as they go back to that relationship where they get another relationship, they disappear. So that lets me know when you were in need of a friend, not when you were willing to be your friend, you were present. Right. Right. So it's a terms and conditions kind of thing. And that's another thing that people are not willing to accept. It's just a simple fact that, you know, like I said, a lot of what we see nowadays is attachment because as a coach, as somebody who coaches, you know, mental health and everything like that, um, you recognize that a lot of people are healing from some level of attachment with another person. Mm-hmm. So true. I remember my ex, um, we lived together. So when mm-hmm. I first had moved in with him, he was not going out with his friends. Like he had like a, he was a bachelor. You understand what I'm saying? Before I got in the house. So he had uh-huh. a, like on Tuesday night, he went to this bar on Wednesday night. He was with this friend on Thursday night. He would do this and that. So the first couple of weeks when I first moved in, yeah, I noticed that he wasn't doing anything. Like he wasn't going anywhere. But then I ended up catching a flu. Like the 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 first day I moved in, I got the flu. It was weird. But yeah. anyway, so after I would say I got better, and maybe like a month later, I was like, Why you don't hang out with such and such anymore? Yeah. They keep calling your phone. Why you don't answer? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I got you here and things are different. No, it's not. Come on. It's not. I don't need you neglecting your friendships for me because I'm not neglecting mine. Come on. Yeah. And if anything happens to us, these are the same people you're going to have to call to talk to. And they may not answer the phone. I done been on the other end of that. I done been where I isolated myself, especially when I was in an abusive relationship. I isolated myself away from my family and my friends. And when things got rough, I didn't know who to call. So I never want to be in that situation again. And I feel like nobody should do that. So even though he felt like he was comforting me or spending time with me, leave me alone. Let me read my book. Go out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like. Yeah. Keep going. What he was what he did. He didn't realize he was doing it, but it ended up making the friends resent me. Yeah, That I was going to say. Yep. Don't say, I, because I didn't tell you you couldn't go out. I don't have a problem with it. I want to light my candle and watch Grey's Anatomy. Get out my face. <laughs> right. <Excuse laughs> but yeah. You, you, they make it where the partner, and sometimes it is a partner that yeah. doesn't want you to do anything. Yeah. But sometimes it's not that. Yeah. Yep. And now it's a bunch of people that don't like me that ain't never seen me before. Right. And it's like you're and the reason why is because if we look at what the the denominator is, mm-hmm. it's now you. Like you are the new you're the new thing that came into the situation. So now it has to be you. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus you telling him. And I, I love I, I like that too, where it's like, you know, the significant other, again, not gender specific, but they make it a point to have an identity outside of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Because you hear all the time people say, oh, yeah, well, I lost myself or I don't even know who I am anymore because I've been with this person for so long. Well, why were you not being who you needed to be for yourself so you could be present in the relationship as well? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me personally, 
I'm very, anybody I was in a relationship with, I made sure that they knew the most, the people that were most important to me, mm-hmm. period, point blank. You guys are all going to know each other and that's just what it's going to be. Right. And cause to me, that's me and my family. Like you're a part of my family. So therefore there should be no estranged relationships as far as I'm concerned. Like y'all know each other. Right. And the goal is that y'all all get along because if you're in my life, you have certain qualities of a person that I value and respect. Right. So you guys should just be able to, you know, uh, integrate. That's the goal, right? That's always the goal. And anybody that I've been with is like, you know, I would love to meet the people that you rock with. Um, I don't need to keep you all to myself. The reason why is because (laughs) I like solitude a lot, right? Right. Um, there's a level of autonomy that I love and I value. And it's not because I want to go out and do other things. It's like, nah, we could be in the same room and I'll be doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But it doesn't mean that I, um, I, I plan to be doing something else elsewhere. It's like, nah, like I like space, but also I do value my relationships. Right. Um, but I think a lot of times, again, people get into these romantic partnerships and they just say, screw the world, because this is the most important thing to me. And it's like, well, I don't know if that's how things should be, because one person can't do and be everything for you, nor should they yeah. be. That's a big responsibility that none of us are equipped to to uh, kind of meet or handle. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Um, and again, it's all fun and games until that relationship ends, because I think sometimes what people fail to realize is like, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, that's just a label. At the end of the day, it's still a person. Right. And people are capable of a lot of things. And just because you give somebody a label, what it does typically is it exacerbates who they already are. So when we talk mm-hmm. about marriage, you know, a person doesn't change necessarily because they get married, they become more of who they are. Mm-hmm. And if somebody struggles with commitment, it's like, all right, you're, I'm married. That's something that's binding me to a space that I don't want to be in. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm different in a lot of ways, I think is, is, uh, and I've, I've come to accept that and understand it. And I just kind of, I pay attention to what people value and how they value things. And I just move from there. I got a question. Answer. It's for my friend that I know. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So she got a boyfriend, right? Sure. And her boyfriend she been with him off and on, let's say like a year, two years. No, let's say a year, right? Okay. And she said that he's very family oriented. Okay. And he's big on friends, but like she hasn't met his family. So he keeps everything separated. Okay. So is that what, what, okay. Is that a red flag? Would you say it was? Uh, Yes. How come? The reason I say that is because if you're looking to build your life with somebody, um, well, it see, I don't want to flat out say that it's a red flag immediately because maybe, oh, he values his family. Like his yes. family is important to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, there's a red flag. Because sometimes people keep their significant other away from their family because their family is not healthy. But if you value family... And it's important I mean, to you. You could value them and they still be unhealthy, but she don't know because she ain't met them. <laughs> so well, I mean, it's it's my thing is this is uh 
at some point in time, we have to decide what we're willing to tolerate. Mm-hmm. And because there could be a lot of variables on the other end, right? Like, oh, yeah. I don't know this person values family, but I haven't met them. It's like, okay, if somebody, if meeting somebody's family is important to you and that hasn't happened in the years that you guys have been together, that should be a cause for concern if that's important to you. And you got to ask yourself, what are you doing? Because this person is just going to continue doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If your expectation is that they eventually change before you either speak up or make an adjustment, then that's you doing this to yourself now. Right? Now, here's another question. Uh-huh. Okay. So in a case like this, mm-hmm. if it were you, mm-hmm. would you ask about it? Because... I've always been the type of person that I feel like if you want to do something, you're going to do it. Now, I know that's an assumption, like, but I feel like once a conversation is had, it's like, oh, you only introduced me to your sister because I said something. Right. You didn't do it on your own time. Right. But at the same time, it's like, but me, everybody knows I... I struggle with communication when it comes to negative communicate. Like if it's something I, I said this wrong. I don't struggle with communication. I struggle with confrontation. Yes. Okay. So for me, it's like, for example, this is, this is like one of those things that bother me, but I would never say it. So let's say I text your phone and was like, hi, Isaiah. Like how was work today? Yeah. Like work was great. Why didn't you ask me about my day? Right. I asked you about work. I asked you how your day was. I asked you how you slept last night. But I'm not going to say, well, why didn't you ask about my day? Because then I feel like you didn't care about my day. You're just going to ask me because I made a fuss about it. Okay. So, like, I know I'm going in circles, but in the case of family, Uh how do you approach that without it being a thing that because you would want the person to do it on on their own. Right. Right. And that's something that technically they should do on their own, right? Willingly, you should be willing to share that space. If somebody's important to you, then you want to integrate. Like I said, you know, my friends and my romantic partner, they know each other. <laughs> like, I'm going to make sure y'all know each other. Because that's important to me that everybody in my life knows each other. There's a mm-hmm. connection. There's a bond there. So I'm going to do it. Um, and to your point is in like somebody not asking how your day was. There's a different way to, 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 to state it. Right. If okay. somebody's like, Oh yeah, you never asked me about my day or whatever. You can simply say, you know what? I, I, it really means a lot to me when you ask me about my day because it lets me know that you're invested in how I'm doing mm-hmm. outside of just when we're talking, or it means that you want to be uh, immersed in my life outside of the parts that you are necessarily right. privy to. Right. Cause we both have jobs and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. So it's like, if you want to know about how my day is, that means that you care about how I'm doing outside of, again, your convenience. Mm-hmm right? Outside of proximity. So sometimes when we, when we want a certain result from people, it's easier to just say what's important to you yeah. versus saying, well, you never do this and you don't ask about my day or whatever. You could just simply say, you know what? 
I, it does mean a lot to me when people ask me about my day because it makes me feel like I matter. Right. Or it does mean a lot to me that you, it, it, it meeting your family means a lot to me and it is a big deal because that lets me know that I am a part of your life in a very big way. Right. Otherwise I don't feel significant to you. Right. Right. So it's different because you're, you're speaking on the solution. You're, you're telling the person what's important to you and why versus saying you didn't do this thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when we do that, then they get combative, they get defensive. Well, I had this going on or it's like, it's not a big deal. You just simply say, Hey, this is what's important to me. Right. That's it. This is what's important to me. And then you see what they do with that information. And then you decide from there. Why? Because I've expressed what is important to me and what's important to me is doable. Right. <laughs> right. You're not incapable of this thing is not a high demand for you. This is something that's kind of normal. So you not being able to do this or you not willing to do this lets me know that you are not invested in my needs. You're just invested in what's convenient for you. Right. I learned recently, like, honestly, I learned recently that a lot of the things that I want or I need, no, Mm -hmm. scratch that. All of the things that I want and I need, it's not too much. No. It's not too much. And if it is too much, it's because the person just simply doesn't want to do it. It's not, it's consistency is not too much because if I wake up, now let me tell you. So when I wake up in the morning, of course I think about my kids, but my kids are in the home with me. So I have this thing Now I am, we're going to repeat this. I am an only child. I don't know if this is a brat tendency. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. But if you are someone that call yourself my man mm-hmm. and I get on Instagram and you lit up and you ain't tell me good morning, <laughs> that bothers me. Now, I, okay. now, I've never said that before. Okay. So, yeah, but I don't like it because that meant you pulled your phone off the charger. Uh-huh. You went to an app. Uh-huh. You in my brain now, I could be a brat, but in my brain, I feel like you didn't think about me first. You thought about scrolling first. Now, the first thing I'm going to do when I get up is I'm going to speak to the people in my home. Sure. Good morning. How are you? How are you feeling? How did you sleep? Okay. And then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to look at my phone and, and, and I am a woman. Mm-hmm. A very feminine woman, and I do send out good morning texts. I do occasionally. I do that. But to you got on your phone and you sat on Instagram for three hours before you spoke to me. It's 3 p.m. You ain't say nothing yet. (sighs) But again, I am spoiled. And I'm aware that I am spoiled. But I don't think it's that hard to speak to me in the morning when you open your eyes. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think so either. Again, going back to the whole friendship thing, um, some of my closest friends don't even they live states away. And I typically one of us is saying good morning or just checking in at the, the, the top of the morning. That's what's happening. Um 
and it's a no brainer. Why? Because it's a, it's a connection is like, you know, right. these are the people you want to connect with and these are the people you want to make sure are okay. And these are the people you just want to kind of spend your life and your time with. Um, cause I'll check my phone briefly, but I think at the same time, me personally, the only time I'd stop, I'd not good morning text somebody is like, if I don't necessarily want to talk to them. <laughs> oh. I think me. So it's like this a whole thing where they be like, don't take it personal. It feels kind of personal to me. It does. It, it feels kind of personal to me. Mm-hmm. It does. And I'm just like, hmm. Well, to me, it looks like Instagram is more interesting. Here's the thing. Having a conversation with me. Everybody, everybody you meet wants to matter to somebody. Mm -hmm. We all want to matter to somebody. I don't care who you are. You Mm -hmm. want to feel like you matter to somebody. So the whole it's not personal thing. Yeah, it's not personal because you're not experiencing that level of anxiety or insignificance that somebody else may be experiencing at the hands of you until it happens to you. Yeah, it's not personal, right? It's nothing personal. That's just how I am. And it's like, yeah, but how are you when it comes to somebody or something that's important? Right. Right. The, the the whole game switches, right? The 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 tone changes. So not taking when people say don't take things personal because it allows them to not take their accountability or responsibility personal. Uh-huh. But another way I've started thinking about not taking things personal is like, yeah, I don't take your behavior personal in the sense of like, I don't charge it to who I am as an individual. Right. right. I don't take you personal. I take my relationships personal, but me not taking you personal means that I recognize that your behavior, that's a reflection of who you are as an individual, mm-hmm. what you prioritize, how you move. So cool. I don't take it personal, which means that now I could decide what kind of relationship I want to have with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because this relationship is very personal. Our relationship is personal. So you not being able to show up to a certain capacity or whatever the case may be. Like I said, everybody has their little quirks and things like that. What you're seeking from what it sounds like is a level of um, intention, but also you want to feel like you matter. Yeah. And that matters to you. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. It's not like there's a struggle to pick up a phone, especially since you go on social media, the first thing you do when you wake up. So <laughs> you're not... Asking for anything that's out of scope, you're asking for something that somebody is already doing and they have the capacity to do. Um, but again, people prioritize what they prioritize and people will make time for the things they want to make time for. And, um, you know, when it comes to guys, as much as people say, yeah, guys are kind of, you know, they're, they're logical, right? So mm-hmm. everything they do is kind of mechanical and systematic. If they want to do something, they'll do it. If they don't, they don't. Obviously, you know, if he wanted to, they would. That it can be a gray area to some degree, but it's not as vast as we think. Right. 
mm-hmm. right? Like the, yeah, sometimes somebody has anxiety, so they may not talk to the person or maybe somebody's suffering some, through something, so they may not communicate. But if that's who you are as an individual, um, that doesn't mean I have to keep showing up to it. That's right. I'll read that. I can just acknowledge it and be like, all right, cool. What do I do with this information? Mm-hmm. You know, so what do I know? That's, I don't, I know. <laughs> I'm a simple man. Y'all don't listen to me. Don't don't listen to me. You remind me of that guy off my um TikTok at the end oh. of all his videos. He'd be like, but y'all ain't gonna listen though. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want to um how do I how do I think about it? Is like I'm always willing to see both sides, but I'm also willing to see things for what they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the beautiful thing about duality is it leaves room for both people to be kind of taken care of. If you're telling me that I'm not a priority to you, all right, bet I could accept that. Now I'm also going to reevaluate this relationship. Right. Duality, right? Mm -hmm. Because there needs to be balance in all relationships. And sometimes the best way to have a relationship with certain people is not to have one with them at all. Lord have mercy. Wait, I I wish I had Oregon's. Hold on, I don't. Have <laughs> I don't think I do. What is? I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no Oregon's. I gotta download some church Oregon's. Get on it, bro. I wanted to pass the relation, not the relationship plate. The <laughs> <laughs> Listen. The collection plate. Oh yes. my. Yeah. Sometimes the best relationship to have with somebody is to not have one with them at all, because that's how you know for certainty you're going to be respected and valued, right? Because you don't have somebody who's disrespecting you and devaluing you actively. Mm-hmm. You know what? I ain't got no words. We about to end the show. <laughs> Come on now. I feel like I just talked this whole damn show. Oh, I, I talked back to you. Okay. <laughs> You didn't out talk me. I don't. I don't had that happen before. Cause uh-huh. honestly, I am not an A mic, but I have a podcast. Ain't that funny? What's an A mic? Okay, an A mic is like a leader. So okay. it's the person that leads the conversation. Oh, but okay. What happens is if if it's too many people, let's say if it was me and you and somebody else, mm-hmm. the conversation, I would get lost and I wouldn't talk. We've had that happen before on TikTok Live because I'm not an A mic. You remember? Yeah. So what happens is like I don't know how to um because I've done customer service now for like 13 years and okay. I don't know how to like cut in. I want mm. something. But we were having dialogue back and forth. It wasn't like that, but I've had, I learned a long time ago that yeah. I could only have one guest at a time because if I have two, they're just going to end up talking to each other. Well, no, <laughs> see, one of the things I like to do is I, whenever I'm having a conversation with multiple people, even in person. So I'll, I'll center my body in a way that both people are invited into the conversation. Mm -hmm. So even when I talk to multiple people at once, I do my best to listen, but also acknowledge who's talking. um, Mm -hmm. So people don't feel left out. Cause I'm the type of person if, if sometimes if, if there's multiple people and existing in the conversation, I'll get quiet or I'll go do something else. Cause I'm like, all right, well then, or, you know, there's some people who um, they just talk 
and they're not mm-hmm. eager to hear you. And I'm just like, all right, cool. I get real quiet. And I'm like, all right, I understand the dynamic of this. You just want to be heard. You're not, right. listening. you're not listening, you know? So the a mic thing, that's, that's interesting. Cause you might not be one either, but we both have solo podcasts, which makes it work. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a background singer. You, you, yeah. <laughs> I it a long time ago, cause I used to be a part of another show, and it uh-huh. was four of us, okay. and it got to the point where the host of the show he would have to say my name because if he didn't say my name and ask me my opinion, I wouldn't talk. Oh, jeez! I could never find my. They were talking. I could never like. Find where I can, yeah. yeah uh, I want to interrupt, so it's like, yeah, like. Mm-mm. But no, we talk equally today, and honestly, mm-hmm. I knew how you felt about this subject because we send screenshots about it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me how many people do not know how to be friends, but steady saying they want a friend and don't know how to be one. The biggest turnout for me is if me and my friends are out. Now, stuff happens, especially Mm -hmm. where I live. I live in a very small town. Mm -hmm. So there is a case where me and you could be out eating and your partner walk in, your significant other walk in, because there's not that many places to eat here. Yeah. (laughs) So so that could happen. But if we out of town and you leave me to go there or something like that, and that wasn't a plan, now it's one thing if we had a plan. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm about to hook up with him. You can hook up with him, and then you know we come back together tomorrow. But if you just leave yep. me, I look at you different after that. Well, it's abandonment, and I have abandonment issues, and I'm anxious. I'm anxious. <laughs> so it doesn't. It's not a good recipe for somebody who, and that's another thing that people need to understand too. Is like. The different attachment styles, some people are very avoidant, which is why they kind of talk about friendships the way that they do. And avoidance mm-hmm. kind of flip-flop between intimacy and avoidance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody who's an anxious attachment, and not to say that one is wrong or whatever, but what happens with an anxious attachment, a lot of times there is a fear of abandonment there. So even in friendships that may arise. Um, and this is why I know all the people that talk about their relationships or whatever are just attached to the relationship because right. there is a fear of losing it. And some people, um, their identity is their partner. Right. You know, their identity is their job. Their identity is their kids. It's like, well, who are you outside of that? Right. And when somebody asks you that question, smoke is out of your ears. Mm-hmm. You know, if I ever, if there's ever a time, it's funny because people ask me what I do for work or what I do for a living. And a lot of times I can't answer them. And it's not because, I don't know. It's like, well, too much. Right. And truth be told, when I'm in a relationship, those things are not going to change. <laughs> right. I will make time for my partner. I will make time, right? Because I value them. But if the expectation is for me to change my life, and change my life in a way that takes away the things that bring me peace. The reasons why you value me as a person is because I've been doing these things. Right. Right. And if now you're here, your expectation is that those things no longer exist. We're going to have a problem. Right. So, 
yeah, the whole leaving people for your significant other is like, well, what happens when your significant other leaves you for somebody else? You're going to go right. right back to those people that you walk right. out on. So people, you know, people talk a good game when they're in a comfortable space is right. When your chips are stacked and you're good. Yeah. You could talk that right. Because you don't have a fear of anything going wrong, but let that significant other kind of switch up on you. Right. We right. are not in control of people. And there is a blessing to have a very healthy uh, romantic partnership. That is a blessing. And, you know, everybody deserves to feel like they matter with whoever they're with. Like you deserve to have that. There should be no if, ands or buts about that. But the thing is, people are people. And if we look at society as a collective, if we take a very good look at social media, if we listen to the music, right? If we watch movies, right? It's all being pulled from some sort of reality, which shows that people, regardless of the relationship title that they have, they are still people and they are still people that have desires, a level of curiosity, um, a level of restraint or not, a level of integrity and a moral compass. Mm Mm-hmm. People are going to be people outside your influence. You know? You just run the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more thing to say, and then I'm going to let you go. Yeah. You know, I do my series about my anxious attachment. It's supposed to be like. I love it. Building up to a secure attachment. So I'm going to show like how it goes right sure. somebody commented on my post today and said that it sounded like i had bpd uh bipolar disorder or borderline personality disorder I'm pers- borderline personality disorder and i was just like what i have an anxious attachment style yeah but i have bpd and i think you you may need to get checked yeah, see that's the problem so extreme not, nothing's wrong with people that have BPD. Don't don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. But me needing extra reassurance from my partner because I have abandonment issues. My mood shifting based off of how my partner is treating me at the time because I have abandonment issues. My anxiety that's surrounding distance from mm-hmm. my partner. Mm-hmm. I have abandonment issues. And I'm anxious and I have everything I just said, it led to anxiety. Where did you get BPD? Well, and that's another thing about TikTok is that a lot of people graduated from Google University and they don't know (laughs) for for whoever said that. It's like, yeah, you have borderline personality disorder. And one of the symptoms of borderline personality disorder is anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. But there are certain, um, like for example, for depression, um, and I have a degree in psychology, so I know this with depression, you know, there's sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I'm depressed. And it's like, well, why are you depressed? Well, I just lost my job or I just went through a breakup. All right, cool. A couple of weeks go by or even days, they're good again. Mm-hmm. Depression, you need a certain amount of time of apathy or lethargics, um, lethargy or, um, you know, frustration, your weight changing, like all of these things need to be factors in your behavior and your mood swings and for you to be clinically depressed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, anxiety is the same thing. Generalized anxiety disorder is not, you get anxious about this thing is like, sometimes it's 
fear of impending doom and is like, well, where's the fire? I'm just laying in my bed right now right. and I'm shook, right? Anxiety has a certain level of requirements in terms of, you know, what what is, you have to meet certain marks to be clinically um, anxious, mm-hmm. right? Have an anxiety disorder. So whoever said that, it's like, don't mislabel me because you are misinformed. Right. Right. This is you don't I don't need you to um, label me as anything, especially if you're not a medical professional or a licensed right. professional or at least have some background in it, because even for me, I don't go around labeling people. I can pick up on certain things, but rarely do I say things out loud because that's not my place. Um, you know, anxious attachment is a real thing and it, it, it uh, it's very harmful. It's very impactful. And it's not just like, oh yeah, you have borderline personality disorder. Because borderline personality disorder, like I said, there are certain uh, there are other things that need to be in play for somebody to um, be diagnosed with BPD. Like one of my friends, she's a therapist. So like yeah. when it happened, we were on Facetime, and I told her about it, and she was like, "What?" And, yeah, and she was, I would have told you if I thought that was wrong with you. I said, "Really?" Yeah. She said. One of the main symptoms of that is lying. She said, and you don't lie. <laughs> she was like, they, you, that's one of those, one of those like markers where you'd be like, okay, you lying. don't have a problem with telling the truth. So I said, I would have told you. I would have told yeah. you. Yeah. She said, yeah. so. If it's B, she said, and if she meant bipolar disorder, I would have told you that too. No, yeah. I'm very yeah. concerned with my feelings. Like it's really, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, that whoever that was clearly is like, all right, you have borderline personality disorder. You probably shouldn't have access to the internet in the ways that you do because you're just out here telling everybody they got BPD. They got BPD, and it's like, <laughs> girl. Scary. You better, be glad I, you better be glad I ain't take it serious. What if I, that would that could have ruined my day? <laughs> could have ruined your life fully. Be like, look, hey, I'm Key. This is my TikTok. I have borderline personality disorder because <laughs> this comment here said that I have BPD because we share similarities and traits. So, yes, I'm going to talk to you guys about borderline personality disorder moving forward. Right? You sound it's like Hill. Like, you know what? I don't need to care. You sound like Hill with Ruby. <laughs> I was thinking it's so funny because I thought about her as I was saying it. I was like, yeah, you know, somebody, they take information and then they just go with it. <laughs> and it's like, they don't even know what they're talking about. Um, right. And that's the dangers of social media and the internet in a lot of ways is that we still have people who are very um, unwell and are mm-hmm. not looking to get better. Instead, they're looking to project. Right. See, religion is a, is a prime example where it's like, mm-hmm. People know the scripture. Yeah, I know it well because it allows me to feel like I'm in control, right? If you trust me with the word of the scripture, then that means that I am in a uh, more healed place than you are and you'll rely right. on me for information. But if I'm not a healed person, I could also manipulate it in my favor, which is what people do. Mm-hmm. So, organs. I'm going to have it by the next time you come back. You come back, ain't it? I'm always coming back. I, I I appreciate having you back. I, I got to have you on too. I mean, I'm such a damn introvert when it comes to my podcast. And it's like, 
I barely be on my podcast. So it's like to have a guest on is like crazy. You always be. What are you talking about? I get the bonus episodes. You get the bonus. <laughs> you get the bonus episodes. Listen, it's like people don't understand. I'm like, damn, that much talking for me is a lot. You have a skill, though, because you don't talk too long. But after about 12 minutes for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. But lately, I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I dropped a, a show, like, how long ago? Maybe, like, two hours ago. Yep. And the show that I dropped two hours ago, all I knew was my intro. I didn't know anything that I was going to say. I just really just turned the mic on. was like, you know what? This is how I feel. Yeah. So, lately, that's how my show's been going. So, you might get 20 minutes. Uh-huh. You might get eight. <laughs> you get, all good. You as get long eight. as it's your truth. It's my truth, right? Come on. That's it. Yeah, I don't, I never have, I have a topic in mind for my podcast, but everything else is off the dome. Like there's no script. For mm-hmm. me. And it works better that way because I don't feel as a uh, mechanical. I could just like kind of speak it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you take what you need, you leave the rest. That's, that's how I think about it. Well, can you tell everybody where they can find you at? Oh, oh, well, <laughs> you can find my podcast on all streaming platforms. Is that, is that a word streaming? Yeah. Podcast, streaming platforms. So iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Um, you can also find me in bookstores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I told you, right. I'm featured right now. Yeah, in Barnes I'm Noble. It on my story. Oh, say less. Thank you. Um, yeah. You can find my book at Barnes and Nobles. It's the coloring book. Uh, it's currently being featured as a black author and, my book is also featured for Black History Month, and that's all about uh, inner child work, you know, taking care of yourself. And where else can you find me? You, probably you can s- find him on TikTok at Isaiah Frizzell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and on Instagram at Isaiah Frizzell and also the Bird Brain, Brain Podcast. Yep. And the name of the show is the Bird Brain Podcast, and it comes out each and every Monday. If you get bonus episodes, you will get an episode in the middle of the week and on Sunday with Uh, no. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Y'all can find me at the Diary of Key. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you want to follow my personal stuff, you can follow the podcast at MCS with Key. That's on everything except for Facebook. It's actually spelled out my curl speak with Key. Until next week. Till next week. Yeah.